Today on Trinity Sunday, the church celebrates a secret, a secret that has been made known. That I was talking about this to the youth group last week. I was explaining that the, the Greek word for mystery that we hear a lot in the New Testament scriptures, mystery means a secret that has been revealed. So it was hidden and it's been revealed. And the secret that we celebrate today on Trinity Sunday is the mystery of the Trinity, that it was a secret hidden and now it's been made known. Now you might think that of all the secrets God could have told us, there are a lot of other secrets you'd be much more interested in learning. Maybe the, the secret for the cure for baldness. That's a secret every year that goes by I'm a little more interested in. But no, he decided that when he came from heaven to earth, what was important, what he wanted to reveal to us, the secret he wanted to make known, was the Trinity. And people often say, well, do we really need this stuff about the Trinity? That, well, I kind of, I get the stuff about God existing and God being one. I'm very happy with that. But surely it just gets very complicated when you bring in the Trinity. So why did he want to tell us this? Well, he wanted to make known to us his inner life, what he is in himself. And even though in his transcendence there's always more to him than we will fully grasp, nonetheless, we can grasp what he has told us. And this important truth he has told us, that he is both one and three. So what does this doctrine of the Trinity say? Well, first, it says that God is one. And we heard a reaffirmation of that in our first reading. That the Lord, i.e. the God of the Jews, the God who had called and chosen them, the Lord is God indeed, he and no other. And so even when the scriptures say that he's three, he is nonetheless one. And the gospel text we were given today with the baptismal formula that the Lord Jesus gave us, that we are to baptize in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, it doesn't say the names in plural, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the name singular, that he is one God. And yet, he's also three. And this is, in a sense, such a, an unexpected revelation that it's important to remember that Jesus proved the truth of his claims. So he... He made this outrageous claim that God is three, but he also proved the truth of what he taught, proved it by his wisdom in other things, his goodness, his miracles. And so when he says things like, the Father and I are one, and to have seen me is to have seen the Father, or as St. Paul puts it, that the Lord Jesus is the visible image of the invisible God. So that we look at the Lord Jesus and we see his wisdom, his love, his mercy. And this shows us 
This is what God is, that he is wisdom, love, mercy, and all else that we see in Jesus. But more, the real thing, in a sense, the tricky thing, what this thing about the Trinity tells us is that God, in his very self, is relationship, that he is love. I was reading G.K. Chesterton in um, one of his books this week, and he was putting it this way. He said, Scripture says God is love. Well, if God is love, who did he love before he created the universe? Who did he love before he created angels and humans? Well, what the doctrine of the Trinity shows us is that within him, his very self, the Father, Son, and Spirit is a community of three persons who are eternally loving each other. So that it shows us what it means to say that God is love. So that this mystery made known is that God isn't just some lonely, isolated individual, but he's this communion of love. And he's made you and he's made me in that image that we might share in this communion of love. And knowing that is a great secret that he's taught us. Even greater than the secret of the cure for boldness to know that he is love. He's made me to be in his image, to be part of that communion of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.